Hello and welcome to Phenomena Nation's podcast. Did you know Chuck Norris doesn't actually need to eat? Food just uses his body for protection. Whoop-pow! So yeah, today we're going to be talking my favorite superhero of all this timeth. Thou green, greeneth, horneteth. The green hornet. You know? If you've ever heard of him. It's pretty cool. Most, like, okay, so let's just get into it, I guess. The Green Hornet, he, he, he was created in 1936. So, let's just take a, let's just, let's just think about that. I'm gonna think about how many years ago that was. Let me think. That's a lot of years. I know that. I know it's like 70-some or something. I have no idea. But it's old. He was created by George W. Trendle and Fran Stryker. And it was um, his first debut, or his first appearance, was in a... Uh, sorry. A radio show. In the 30s and 40s. So, yeah. And since then, he's been in comics. It ha- the Green Horns had his own TV show. Not just a radio show, but a TV show. Television broadcast. And a, and a feature film movie. Feature film. Da-na-na. The franchise is owned by Green Hornet, Inc., so if you can get, like, if you can get your own name for a company that's just about one one specific superhero, you know, it must be pretty good. And, uh, yeah, but as of 2010, the comic book rights are licensed to Dynamite Entertainment. And it's not even Marvel or DC, actually. Um, the one I'm looking at right now that I that I bought is from Now Comics. Never heard of them in my life up until like just before this podcast. I was looking up stuff for the Green Hornet, and that's what I found. So yeah, it's also had it. It also started a, a TV show in nineteen in the. Mid to late sixties, yeah. So his alter ego, because every superhero has one. We got Bruce Wayne, which is Batman. Duh. And Britt Reed is the Green Hornet. He's got a sidekick. What his name is Kato. He's a Japanese martial artist, and he's good with cars. And here it said, and what I got here, it says his he's got abilities, genius level int- intellect, an expert detective, and is and is skilled in hand to hand combat. From the movie, it it seems like he has none of those. I mean, it's a great movie, but you know, I've read I read the comic and then I watched the movie, and it's. Like he's a skilled fighter in the comics and in all in the original TV shows, 
But in the movie, he's kind of just an average Joe. And the one who saves his ass all the time is Kato. Because he's a little wussy, the Green Hornet, in the movie. But the Green Hornet movie is still a good movie. So i just like to point that out. So I'm going to give you a little insight to Britt Reed's life. He was, um, he's the son, he's, he's the son of this dude who owns a, who owns a newspaper place, you know? And, uh, like, his father was murdered, murdered, and, uh, he had to take over the, the company. Well, in, in the Green Hornet movie, this dude, his, uh, his dad was killed, and he had to take over his father's newspaper company, but really, it wasn't, they thought it was an allergic reaction to a bee, but really, he was murdered, murdered, yeah, the, there's, there's just, a, there's quite a few, actually, quite a few films that, that have came from the Green Hornet, a couple um, just a bunch of sometimes spin-offs or like comedies. No, not sorry. Um, what what what's the word I'm looking for? Parodies. Yeah. Um, yeah. It portrait. It was in what? Yeah. What? So it it says he was the Green Hornet has been in. The movie Portrayed in Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Um, The Green Hornet. In 1994, which is a Chinese-Hong Kongian film. Uh, It was also in The Green Hornet in 2006, which is a 10-minute French short film. Which was based on The Green Hornet. The Legend of the Fist, The Return to Shenzhen, is, um, yeah, is based on Kato, actually. Uh, the Legend of the Fist is based on his crime-fighting partner, Kato. And then we got the Green Hornet um, movie that I was talking about. With Seth Rogen, which is um, a pretty good film, actually. I've talked to, to um, other people about it. Lots of people say it sucks, but I really liked it, so, you know. You know, it was pretty good. If you, yeah. It was, uh, and then we got, there's actually TV shows, you know. I believe it's a, there's cartoon, there's cartoons and one with real people. Yeah, there there was a television show on the ABC U.S. television network. It aired f- for the um, it aired for the nineteen sixty six to nineteen sixty seven television se- season, and starred not Van Williams as both Green Hornet and Britt Reed. What? Holy crap! And Bruce Lee as Cato. So you know, oh. Cool. And w- Williams and Lee Green and Lee's 
Williams and Lee's Green Hornet and Kato appeared as anti-heroes in the second season of the live-action 1960s Batman TV series in the two-part episodes A Piece of the Action and Batman Satisfaction. So, also a great TV show, the, um, the Batman TV series. And, don't worry, there, there's not, there's comic books too, so, you know, don't poop your pants. Unless, unless you want to, because, you know. The, uh, the Green, Her- Green Hornet comic books began in December of 1940. It was titled, Green Hornet Comics! And was published by Hen- Helnet Comics, which is there's also that many different comic book companies that have published from the Green Hornet, such like I said before, Now Comics, and then several months later, Harvey Comics really launched its own version, beginning with issue number seven. The series lasted until issue forty-eight, in ni- and then ended in nineteen forty-nine, which was that their last issue. During that time, it also changed its title twice. Actually, F- first, it was the Green Hornet fights crime. Holy crap! And oh my god! And then they changed it. To Green Hornet Racket Buster. I mean, the Green Hornet fights crime is pretty generic, but Green Hornet Racket Buster? Ooh. So, yeah. So, I'm not even sure what ra- what a Racket Buster is. Yeah. And, um, the same company, Harvey Harvey Comics, additionally used the character in the Public Service One Shot War Victory comics. Ooh, it's a it's a mouthful. Public Service One Shot War Victory comics in nineteen forty two, and gave him one adventure in each of two issues of All New Comics number thirteen, where he was also featured in the cover. Herny her her. And he was also in nine in nineteen forty six. He was featured in ep, in a uh, issue fourteen. Yeah. Oh, actually, and uh, in nineteen fifty three was when the the radio series ended, which was so from nineteen probably nineteen thirty seven. Let me think about that. Uh, that's twenty. Minus four. That's like a lot of years. Quite a few years. Probably like I don't even know. When when it ended, Dell Comics published a one shot with the character, of officially entitled Four Color, issue four hundred and ninety six. Both stories therein shared titles with the late era radio episodes. So you know. Yeah. And right now, oh, here's, uh, mine is the Sting of the Green Hornet. I bought it at a, at a flea market for like a buck or 50 cents or something. It's pretty good. And here, now we're, now, 
I've gotten some notes on Now Comics, which I've discussed before about twice in this episode. And now, one second, just, I'm, I'm gonna get... That in 1980, no, sorry, ni- yeah, 1989, I write like crap. The Now Comics introduced a, a new line of Green Hornet comics. Or, uh, it, uh, written by Ron Fortier, and he, who, who is the writer, and Jeff Butler, who, like, drew the stuff. I can't draw. I just thought I'd put that out there. And it, it, try, it tried to, um, you know, create the, the different versions of the characters into, multi-gener- into a multi-generational epic. Yeah. This, so yeah, if you ever need to, if, if you're ever looking for a for, uh, superhero to research, instead of, like, the, the, the regular ones that people are always talking about, like, Oh my butt, did you see the new Batman movie? Oh my gosh, did you see the new Superman movie? Holy crap, the new Aquaman movie was awesome. Not like that. This is um a less known, lesser known superhero. Or hero, actually, because he's not really super. Because, you know, he doesn't have any superpowers. He's just a regular average Joe. So, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of the Green Hornet, actually. Of course, because he's my favorite. And I, I'm not too much into the more, more famous superheroes like Batman or Superman or, you know, whatever. Uh, and I, I do have... Although I do have some comic books of the Batman and Superman and stuff like that, but I'm also but I'm more into like stuff like this. Don't get me wrong, Batman movies kick ass, especially like The Dark Knight, which I know is like, uh, of course you do, but it's, but it was a great movie. I really like the original Batman. But, you know, if, it's just, people, people just talk too much about the, the main superheroes, and it's kind of cool to find a superhero like this that not many people talk about. So, so, you know, that's, that's just how I feel about it. If any of you have anything, anything you want to say about that, just, you know, email me or something. And I and not only that, I would like you to email me about your favorite superhero. Tell me your favorite superhero. Who is it? So yeah, thank you for listening. And there's a really good superhero to check out. Watch the movie, read the comics. Check it out. Rock on. And, you know, keep on keeping on. Life's a garden. Dig it. Ooh, because it's episode 30, which in my mind, I just feel it's just like, should be special. I'm going to give you an extra 
special scary story. Dog, the dog man. The the gate to the wire mesh fence sur- surrounded the the dingy greenhouse on the far edge of, of the town was locked. Anybody home? Yelled Bradley from the gravel berm of the road. Inside the house, a dog barked. Then a second started barking. A third and a fourth. Suddenly, the house exploded and shook with barking. Twenty, maybe. Thirty dogs filled the air with their howls, yelps, and woofs. Bradley's knuckles whitened as he gripped the gate. Anybody home? He yelled again. The yard inside the fence was barren. Not a blade of grass could be seen anywhere. As the sun baked the red clay, Bradley thought the yard looked like a giant brick. The The visitor waited another few moments at the gate. Still, no one came to the door of the house. The deafening sound of the dogs would certainly have aroused anyone inside. And Bradley had no intention of jumping the fence to to knock on the door. Just as Bradley was turning to leave, the door cracked open and an old man slipped outside. Hunched over, he slowly shuffled toward the gate. Bang, bang, bang. The the dogs were hurt were hurling themselves against the the house's metal door in an effort to get out. The man approached, seemingly unaware of of the fear behind him. When he reached the gate, the old man stopped and stared at Bradley, his bleary eyes full of curiosity and irritation. For a moment, Bradley stared back. So this is the famous dog man, he thought. Sir, said Bradley, I'm here on behalf of the county. According to our local laws, a homeowner can have no more than three dogs living in a single-family residence. Nerd. It's obvious that you have far more than that. He handed the old man a paper. Here is a court order telling you to dispose of all your extra dogs within 30 days. Otherwise, we will have to take them away ourselves. The old man continued to stare at Bradley as and as if he hadn't understood a word. Listen, mister, do you know that what I just said? You have to get rid of those dogs. People are complaining. As if they as if they knew what was going on, the dogs began barking even more loudly. Flashes of teeth and fur appeared at the bottom of the front room window. But still the dogman did not respond. Bradley was disgusted and a little unnerved. Look, he said. I've given you the court order. I'll be back in 30 days. As he turned to walk back to his police car, Bradley thought he heard the old man mumble, You'll be sorry. (sighs) It was only a couple days later that the police got a report of a dog having bitten a child. Bradley was assigned to investigate. The The stray dog had disappeared. So the little girl was was going to have to undergo rabies shots. Bradley felt sorry for the child. He listened closely to her story, hoping it would help him find the animal. Apparently, the dog had been very friendly to the child. In fact, she said it 
it seemed the dog wanted to wanted her to follow it. As the girl and the dog had neared the edge of, of town, the dog had suddenly turned on her, bit her hand, and tried to drag her along. Luckily, a passing car had stopped, and the driver had scared the animal away by hitting it with a tire iron. Bradley noted that the attack had that the attack had occurred only a short distance from Dogman's house. Through the afternoon, the case stayed uneasily on Bradley's mind. He kept thinking of the fact that a number of children had been reported missing in the in recent weeks, and all of them had been from the same side of town. The, the little girl had spoken of being lured by the dog. Bradley decided to pay the dogman another vi a visit. It was night when he pull pulled his car up alongside the road for a little a little way from the, the greenhouse. For some reason, Bradley felt it best not to let the dogs and their master know he was coming. As he walked up the gravel road, he noticed the beam of a flashlight in the dogman's backyard. Bradley stopped and watched intently. The old man had a bag and a shovel with, with him. As Bradley watched, the dogman dropped the bag and started digging into the hard clay, making a little hole. Then he dumped the contents of the bag into the hole and covered it over again, packing down the earth. Bradley walked back to his car and got inside. I'll just wait till everyone's asleep, he thought. Then I'll see what's in that hole. A couple hours later, Bradley was inside the fence by the freshly dug earth. He dug at the small... He dug at the hole with a small camping shovel he kept in his, in his cruiser. In just a few moments, he hit something hard. Turning on his flashlight, he reached into the hole and pull, pulled out what he thought was a large stone. Shaking off the dirt, he stared in horror. It was a child's skull! Suddenly, Bradley heard a low growl, then, then a dog's barking. He had time only to glimpse a pair of yellow-green eyes and a row of fangs before those teeth sank into his upraised arm. He wrestled with the dog, rolling and kicking, but the vicious dog kept tearing at his arm. Reaching down with his free hand, he was finally able to pull his gun from its holster at his waist. Aiming as best he could, as he writhed to free himself, he shot. The animal collapsed, fatally wounded. Bradley ran for the fence. By this time, all the dogs in the house were in, a, in an uproar. They came streaming from the back door, nearly catching the policeman as he scrambled over the fence. Yelping and howling, they leaped in vain at the spot where Bradley had just disappeared. But suddenly, the pack fell quiet. The old man was shuffling out of the house, holding a rifle, peering over the fence. He pointed the weapon at Bradley who lay sprawled on the ground. I said you'd be sorry, the dog man sa said menacingly. Now you've discovered our secret, and we can't have you telling anyone. The dog man cocked the gun. <coughs> its barrel trembled only inches from Bradley's head. When my r money ran out, I couldn't buy food for my babies, he continued. And about that time, a little boy wandered into our yard. Well, my babies were so hungry. What else could they do? What a juicy morsel that boy must have been. Now my babies won't eat anything else, so I send them out to get their own food. Bradley stared, stared 
at the old man in disbelief. Fear for his life gave way to loathing of this man. The dog man's eyes narrowed, his, solder, his shoulders hunched, and his voice dropped to a whisper. I bury the bones in my yard. He, he went on. So no one will know. But you have found out. I told you you'd be sorry. As the old man, at the old man, as the old man's gnarled fingers twitched on the trigger, Bradley jerked into action, rolling violently out of the line of fire. He came up, firing his own revolver. The bullet found its mark in the in the dogman's chest. In seconds, the dogs were tearing at ferociously at their old master's body. Thank you for listening to another episode of Phenomenon Nation's podcast. Uh, and I gladly appreciate every, uh, all of my listeners, and and I'm just glad you guys listen with with me and follow me through this journey of podcastery. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of Phenomenon Nation's podcast. You can you can find me on Apple. Like, oh, sorry. Uh, my podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcast, not Google Play, it's a different app, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Podbean, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, and Pod Paradise. And thank you again for listening to another episode of Phenomena Nation's podcast. I was your host, Blaze9 and listen to my other episodes, recommend to a friend or anyone. Thank you.